Hey guys, real quick, if you haven't heard, we have our annual Masterminds trip coming up. Please check out ProfessionalLifer.com and go to shop to check out. Now, without further ado, this episode of Conversations with a Lifer, I had the opportunity to sit down and have a conversation with a boss lady that got stood up on a vacation. That's right. And it turned out to a travel brand and business that encourages other women to travel in a group or solo. Hope you guys enjoy Conversations with Carissa. She flies solo. And this is uh, Conversations with the Lifer. And uh, today our guest goes by She Flies Solo. Hey, Chris, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful, Mr. Wright. How are you? Uh, pretty good. Just wanted to uh, talk to you. So I talk to different people who figure out life and make their life work for them. Mm-hmm. And I just spilled this drink. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. That's life, right? Yeah. Whenever you get Perfect focused thing. on something, there's always something to throw you off just a little bit. Look at you dropping jewels. <laughs> But yeah, so I want to talk to people that make their life work for them. And I know you do different things with uh, trips and things like that. And uh, I wanted to get some more information just because I was curious. You have a very curious uh, life. Uh, so tell me about yourself before you got into what you're doing now. Before I got into it. Okay. Yeah. So my background is actually in accounting. Accounting. Okay. Um, so I was an accountant for six, seven years. Uh-huh. Hated it. Right. Decided I wanted to go back to school for social work. What year was this? Uh, 2012. Was, okay. No, no, no. 2014 is when I went back. What made you want to go back for social work? Um, I always wanted to work with people in some way. So when I started off school, I thought I wanted to be a counselor. Uh-huh. Um, but of course, there's more money in accounting. Right. So I went for accounting because okay. I like to spend money. Don't we all? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. So I wanted to go back for my first love, which was counseling. So that's what I went back for, social work. And did you do anything with social work after you got I, that started? I did. I did. I worked for a nonprofit agency up until March. So to cut you off real mm-hmm. quick, I actually just started or got the LLC and all the paperwork done for a nonprofit maybe three months ago. It's so much stuff I want to do in life, but I'm just trying to line everything up yeah. now. And, uh... So I got the paperwork filed for it, and I think you're going to be able to help me out even more. It's crazy hey, how life happened. Like, I met you so rad. So, backstory for people listening. I met Carissa when I was walking through WeWork. Did I say it right? Carissa? Mm-hmm. So I met her while I was walking through WeWork, uh, actually doing a tour, trying to see if I wanted to sign up for office space there. And it just was a conversation. I started working. I was like, how do you like just, you know, getting background information and. From there on out, we had a small connection where we were just talking, uh, talk about business and different things. Mm-hmm. And she also persuaded me to go ahead and do a uh, this mastermind trip that I'm doing just because I travel a lot. She travels a lot. We're going to get into that later. So she travels a lot. And uh, I also travel a lot. And I always have people telling me I should throw a group trip or something mm-hmm. like that. But I didn't want to do a trip without a purpose to it. So I created a, a mastermind group to where we're going to Cartagena, Colombia in January, MLK weekend. And that was something she pushed me to. And she's been giving me a little background information on how to get that trip going for group outings, I guess. And now she's going to help me out with the nonprofit just because <laughs> I just heard about this. So you yeah. work for a nonprofit. I worked for a nonprofit and I actually have my own nonprofit as well. That's great. It's called Wise Girls and we did 
I kind of put everything on hold. Nonprofits are complicated. <laughs> I yeah. will say that. Non-co- nonprofits are a lot of work, almost a full-time job. But at Wise Girls, we teach college prep, career development, and cultural enrichment to teen girls. Um, so, yeah, whatever questions you have about your nonprofit, let me know. What type of nonprofit is it? It's actually called uh, Boys Out the Hood. So I wanted to combine things I love. Like, my ultimate goal in life is to make an impact somehow, mm-hmm. some way with people or be a multi-million dollar business create some type of business or something mm-hmm. like that for my family but I like to travel and I'm I'm uh, I consider myself a boy out hood I grew up on the east side of Detroit mm-hmm. so with that I came a long way compared to a lot of friends or people from my high school like I'm I'm not trying to brag or nothing but I'm actually doing a lot better than our Battle Victorian oh. and people doubted you know my group of people that I hung with as well as myself and so I've, done, I've, I've been able to do a lot. I went to Michigan State University, graduated from there with a BA in uh, advertising. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> after that, I've traveled. I've had a couple different companies. Some of them succeeded, some of them failed. But now I'm here. I left from Detroit and went to LA. Then I, now I live in Houston, and I've just been traveling in between there. And so the nonprofit idea just came apart because I want to make an impact for boys that were like me or like myself okay. as well as combined traveling. So it's called Boys Out the Hood to where we give a, what the ultimate goal and plan, it hasn't really launched yet, but the plan is to take boys out the hood, like some, give them an initiative to travel uh, abroad. What? And with that, they're gonna, we're either gonna go to some place like say Dubai to where it's super rich and luxurious mm-hmm. and where they'll have insight to know, hey, I can achieve these things. This stuff is in my grasp. I, I can see it, I can mm-hmm. achieve it. Or we could go to a third world country or something like that to where, you know, they're in poverty and, you know, make them feel grateful with, for what they actually do have. Mm-hmm. So that's the Boys Out the Hood nonprofit. I love that. I love that. Yeah. So with your, uh, so how long have you been doing your nonprofit, Wise Girls? Yes, Wise Girls. Is um, there a website or anything? Of- there is. It's oh. W-H-Y-S. So it stands for Women Helping Youth Succeed. That's so cool. Wise Girls, um, wisegirls.org. Is the thing, and I've had it since 2016. So I started it right after I got out of grad school. Okay. Um. Yeah. So. And so after grad school, after the nonprofit, is that what you consider your social work? What you? Yeah, that's okay. what I was doing. I was working at Kip Northeast High School, and we were doing the same type of thing: college prep, um, preparing the kids for uh-huh. their next step in life. So that's what so I was doing. So quick with that. back in. Uh, are you uh, are you from Houston, born and raised? I was born in Houston. I was raised in a small town called Midland, Texas. Okay, I'm familiar. West Texas area. I went to high school in New Orleans, Louisiana, but I've been back in Houston for 16 years, almost 17. Okay, and what college did you go to? U of H. U of H. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So you got your nonprofit. You went well. You went back to school for social work. Then you got your nonprofit going, and you helped at Kip High School. And then what came next? And then, while I was doing both of those, going to grad school, starting my nonprofit, mm-hmm. I was a travel blogger. So I've always loved to travel. Okay. So as I was traveling, um, blogging about my travels, I started getting more opportunities for you know media, um, doing blogging for different events, covering different events, social media. Um, And that, it kind of morphed into where I am now with She Flies Solo. Okay, so that's where we wanted to get to, to (laughs) this program that she has or this group 
that she calls uh, She Fly Solo. That's not, that's just your own personal brand. That's not what you call the group or anything, is That it? is my own personal brand. That okay. is the group. That's the business. It's all rolled into one. Okay. And so tell me more about the travel blogging before you got into She Fly Solo. Okay. So the travel blogging just started off on my 30th birthday. I was set up on a trip to Las Vegas. Before. So, before this 30th birthday, when you got into the traveling, mm -hmm. were you traveling other places before internationally or local? Um, uh, it was more domestically. Domestic, okay. Ironically, people are always surprised that I've been a travel blogger almost four years and... We're not trying to give away your age or anything. Because no. <laughs> I'm sure people listen like, like 30, adding up. four years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's... Okay, so you were flying around domestically. Yes, I was doing a 30. lot of... Yeah, I was doing okay. a lot of domestic. I would go to Mexico. You know, some people like, that's not travel. Oh, that's um, traveling. Yeah. I, Which part of Mexico? I definitely agree. I have been to Cabo, Cozumel, Waltuco, which is in Oaxaca. Okay. Um, very, very beautiful part of Mexico. Mexico. I think Mexico is one of the most underrated and overrated places. Yeah, I think people try to turn their heads at it because they don't consider it international just because it's so close. Mm -hmm. But like I visit Mexico City frequent just because it's a quick getaway, 200 bucks. Why go somewhere na uh, domestic where you could fly international to Mexico City? Exactly. And for, you know, to, it's actually, I think it's 180 bucks. Most places from Houston to Mexico are pretty cheap, mm -hmm. as well as from. I think Mexico is pretty cheap everywhere in the U.S. for the most part, but you do get a, you still get a cultural feel like you're out the country just because it is out the country. Mm -hmm. And for Mexico City, I just like it because there's so many different areas that you can uh, hang out in. Like they have one area called uh, uh, Roma Norte to where like all the little dive bars are at, I think you could, you call it. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's another high-end part to where they have all the fancy steakhouses that we have here in America. Uh, and high-end stores like Dior and things like that on uh, in an area called Planco. Planco. Okay. So that's pretty good for Mexico City. Now, which one of your places is your favorite in Mexico that you uh, checked out? Um, definitely Waltuco. Waltuco, why is that? It was beautiful. It was very, very much Mexico. Um, okay. Most of the people there did not speak English. I thought that was an interesting experience because I don't speak any Spanish. Right. Um, they had a whole lot of bays. What's like that? little beaches. Oh, okay. So they have these seven different bays, and I think five out of the seven were unincorporated, meaning that nobody lived there. There was uh -huh. nothing on there. So it was just a very were beautiful the place. Kind of clean though. The or beaches was it were like gorgeous. Debris? Okay. No, 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 no. There was no debris at all, so you couldn't even tell like anybody had been there. There's no footprints in the sand. Mm. Um, they're just there. Right. So I enjoyed. I love a great beach. Uh -huh. So I just enjoyed going to the different beaches, the food was delicious, the people were so incredibly nice, despite the fact that I didn't speak Spanish. Wow. Um, so it was yeah, a I, really I great like, time. Uh, Mexico, a lot of places I've been myself, like people are always accommodating. Mm -hmm. I don't know, I was telling a buddy of mine, he's, he's from Detroit too, he lives out here, and uh, we talk about how based on how we grew up and we're like so on guard or uh, in defense mode, I guess mm -hmm. you could say, but like when we go out the country, we're always gullible. Like we'll talk to anybody. We'll start a conversation with anybody because we don't know. Right. And if we brought that same mentality while we're here in the States, like we always feel like someone's out to get us mm -hmm. or something like that. Or someone's trying to do harm to us. Or judging us. Or judging or, us yeah. or something like that. But I know internationally, I think 
that happens with almost everybody. Like, they let their guard down. They're more gullible, relaxed. Like, they're not stressing. They're just trying to get things done or find their way if they're lost or whatnot. Exactly. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So, Mexico, was that your first place? First destination? That, international? That was. Cabo was my start. first international trip. Is this the one earlier, a minute ago, you said you were stood up? No, that was to Vegas. To so Vegas. I went to Cabo before I went to Vegas. Okay. Mm -hmm. And but so when you went to Vegas, so it's Cabo then Vegas. I know you went to a lot of places. You might have your timeline confused. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to throw you off too much. So you went from Cabo to Vegas, and Vegas is where you got stood up. But Vegas is also what led you into the whole travel blogging thing. It did. It did because it was my first solo trip. Okay. And so that sparked a lot of conversation on my blog. People are like, you did what? You went by yourself? So was your blog for traveling mm -hmm. before Vegas? Yeah. So you started the blog as soon as you did Cabo? I started the blog, no, after I did Cabo, but I had been a whole bunch of places before I started my blog. Oh, okay. Um, it was more travel and inspiration. So on my blog, you're not necessarily going to find, you know, go here, stay here, do this. Right. It's more about the experience that I had while I was there. Mm. You know, what I learned from it, how I was feeling. Like, what's, Excuse me. What's that blog website? It's She Flies Solo. So she, F-L-I-E-S, solo.com. Okay. So with your blog, you say you do tips and things like that. And it's called She Flies Solo. And that happened after you got stood up on your way to Vegas. Tell you care to tell about that story was that with friends or was it like a it, bay date type it thing? was supposed to be a vacation vacation okay <laughs> it was supposed to be for my now me... before that what was the guy trustworthy to where you didn't think he was going to stand you up or was it mis well, miss flight type of thing no, he was not trustworthy but i did not think he was going to stand me up you were young too right i, I mean you're still young but yeah yeah well i mean i was old enough to know better so. okay Hey, sometimes we just want so, things to work out. <laughs> we do, we do. We we ignore all the signs. Yeah. But um, actually, it was about two hours before we were supposed to leave. Uh -huh. um, I hadn't heard from him since earlier that morning. Mm -hmm. And I called. I'm like, hey, you on the way? We uh -huh. got to get ready and go. And he was like, um, I wasn't able to get off work. Two hours before. Two hours before we're supposed to go on this trip. He should have started a fight the day before at least. <laughs> God, dude, come on. I literally, I don't know what happened. I'm, I have so many speculations as to what the real issue was. Uh -huh. But, you know, he's like, well, you know, we can go on another trip another time. I'm like, no, I'm going, You're still going right, right now. Right. Did he pay for the tickets at least? He paid for everything. Oh, you good. And then sent me a little extra spending cash. I'm like, all right, well, since you're not going, so, send me some money. Yeah. And I'm going to go. Well, that was good. So you benefited uh, not just a trip. It turned into, did that, you think that propelled the lifestyle and the name She Flies Solo? It definitely did. Um, okay. I rebranded last year. My initial blog was traveling KLJ because my name's Carissa Little John, and I go by mm -hmm. K. Um, I, I love the, the Little John part. Do people <laughs> used to make fun or tease? Or? Um, they did. They okay. still, people still make their Huh? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> just had to throw it in there. <laughs> Yeah, I get that all the time. Uh, um, but yeah, so I switched my business name to She Fly Solo last year. Yeah, that that's a lot catchier. I love it. Yeah. And, you know, it's not all about me. It's yeah. about, like you said, it really is about a lifestyle. Yeah, it's a, it sound, when I hear it, it's like a women empowerment to go on your own and fly solo. Like, I have a little sister. She loves Barcelona, but she's never been. Mm -hmm. And I've been, and I plan on going again, but sometimes... I don't want to hang with my little sister. Not right. 
you know, dissing my little sister, but then, cause I would have to be the protector watching stuff like that. But I told her if she really wants to do it, you know, take the chance and go for it. Like it wasn't bad, not too bad there, mm -hmm. but there is a little alley part called a uh, La Rumba alley where a lot of people try to pit pocket in. There's a uh, prostitution in the area, but it's the main area to where everyone walks up and down the street because okay. it has little markets and stores and restaurants and things like that there. Mm -hmm. And it's like the whole city leads down into this little area, so it's hard to get lost. So I told her to go for it if she really wants to go. Yeah, you know? she should. Yeah, so with She Fly Solo, like I said, it sounds like a women empowerment thing for women to travel independently on their own, even if they can't get their girls to go. But you actually turned this uh, brand and everything like that into a group travel experience for women? Exactly. Okay. So I was focusing hard on the solo travel aspect. So I would do different events, meetups, just encouraging women to go by themselves. But there were so many women that would come to these events and they still were not quite confident enough to go by themselves. They're like, yeah. look, I just want, you know, a, a travel tribe, basically. Right. So I would love to have some women to go with me, cool, like-minded women mm -hmm. um, that are going to travel. Because, you know, it can be hard to find people who actually follow through with their commitment on group trips. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to put together these experiences so that women could have someone to travel with and go on the place, go to the places that they wanted to go, but haven't had anybody to go with. Okay, so now with that, you did, uh, so you did Cabo, then you went to Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. Then after Las Vegas, you started the whole She Fly Solo. Take me to the first trip that you actually planned with the group. The first trip that I planned with the group wasn't until this year. Okay. So Bali was my first trip. Okay, yeah, I've seen those pictures. Really nice pictures. Yes. Did you have a cameraman? We did not. So that's all cell phone footage. All Cameras. cell phones. Okay. All cell that's phones. Everybody cool. have their cell phone out. One of the ladies, I take that back. One of the ladies did have a camera, but I haven't posted any of her stuff. So okay. Everything that I posted has pretty much been. And with uh, so Android. with your so you, how long ago did you plan? What year was it when you planned She Fly Solo or started the brand? The brand was last year when I rebranded. So. I would say like June of last year. So I June of last year, you rebranded to She Fly Solo, mm -hmm. and the first trip to Bali was when? Was May of this year. Okay, so it was May. Okay, and how long did it take you to prep everything, get get your following up to where people were interested? Um, I had been doing that all along with my different events. When I was doing travel blogging, I was still okay. hosting events, so at least a couple of years of building up your audience, building up your following, you know, getting people to feel comfortable with you because right. they have to feel comfortable to yeah, go on a trip definitely. with you. <laughs> when you plan these trips, do uh, the girls stay in one place or like you do share rooms or Airbnb mansions or hotel room we floors? We do luxury villas. Okay, Everyone cool. has their own private room, private bathroom. Um, try to have chef on most good. of them. Okay. Um, spa massage so just make them really luxurious give everyone their private space because as a solo traveler right. I like to have my space like I don't want to share a room with anybody I don't want you in my bathroom I just need my, is my this, personal um, space is this just like a getaway for the women or do you guys do any uh, group activities to build uh, you know they say like uh, bonds uh, are built stronger through exp shared experiences mm -hmm. or something like that do you guys do any different things or workshops or anything while you're there as well um we don't do workshops we do of course tours excursions 
is while that, we're out uh, there. Is that mandatory? It's not mandatory. Okay, that's pretty good. So nothing on the trips are mandatory. Um, surprisingly, in Bali, everyone wanted to do everything. I'm yeah, like, it was it was so incredibly smooth that I was even shocked at myself. Yeah, when I went to Bali, I actually loved it. I went by myself as well, and uh, it's it's pretty inexpensive mm-hmm. there. It's like the most expensive thing I think is the for me at least it was the the housing. Mm-hmm. Like the food wasn't that bad. I actually got a, a tour guide. I paid him forty bucks for eight hours. Mm-hmm. He drove me around to all the spots. Like he was like, you really want to do all this today? I was like, yeah, let's do it. And because it was like I was only there for three days because I was jumping around all over East mm-hmm. Asia, and uh, so we he actually guided me to all the spots. I was showing pictures on Instagram. He says, oh, I know, <laughs> I take you. I know they and, know every yeah. area of Bali. Cool. And uh, how many girls were able to make it on this trip? Um, seven, including myself. So six so, women. Okay, six women. So, Six women plus you. Yes. Seven. Okay. And uh, how many are you expecting for the Friendsgiving in uh, uh, November? That will be seven as well. Seven. Do you, yeah. Why do you like to keep it at seven? Um, Just because the villa that I chose has seven bedrooms. So. So And I remember speaking to you outside of this. Uh, you told me uh, you usually plan the, the location before you start promoting it. Is that something you changed or? Um... With Bali, I kind of just threw it out there. I had never been to Bali. Mm-hmm. Um, going forward, I am going to do more surveys beforehand to see, you know, where do people want to go? What do people want to do? Just because that generates the buzz and gets right. it going before. But the places that we're going are places that people really want to go. So Bali, Dubai. Okay. Um, those the, have been the The two. reason I asked you about that, do you plan the location before, you know, you start promoting things just because what if, or has it happened yet? Or I'm sure it's going to have, especially a holiday trip, Friendsgiving, November, they're going to have friends that may want to tag along last minute. They don't mind paying, you know, how would you accommodate them for rooms and things like that? Oh, well, where we're at is so where we'll be. Okay. Yeah. So they'll just have so, to bunk it up if they really yeah, want to Yeah, like come. if you really want to come that bad, like we're already locked into it. We put our deposits down. So right. this is where we'll be. That sounds mm-hmm. good. So now, uh, so I know we just talked about this trip in Bali for your Friendsgiving in November. I want to go back now actually to when you said uh, before you started your, or planned your first trip, you were doing small events, just building recognition for your brand and your travel blog and things like that. How uh, how early did you start those like small events and how were they? Um, I have been doing small events almost four years now. Okay. Um, whether it was vision board workshops, travel workshops, teaching people how to travel on a budget, teaching people how to travel by themselves, um, small brunches. Okay. Some stuff is just casual meetups where we'll go eat. And how was your happy hour? Um, how was your first meetup? My first meetup, honestly, was disappointing because I only have four <laughs> people show up. Well, three people and then myself. So why do you think it was disappointing? What were your, your expectations going into it? Um, I expected more. Okay. I expected you got there. a number you expected? Um, more than four, definitely. Okay. I don't know, maybe like 10, 15. Now, why did you expect that? Was it because you had more inquiries, like people signed up and just didn't actually show up? Or you just thought, hey, I'm going to do this great thing. Everyone's excited. I'm excited. They should be excited. We're doing this. I know. I had 
so many people that were like, oh, yeah, that'll be fun. Mm -hmm. I hosted my first meetup in Humble. So mm -hmm. there's nothing out there. Okay. You know, you kind of live in the city area, but me, I live out in the suburbs. Right. And there's not a whole lot to do. So people are always saying, you know, we need to bring more stuff out here. Mm -hmm. um, but then when I did it, like crickets. <laughs> and so, I have put so, together all this, all these gift bags and these prizes and and. I say wasted my money, but looking back on it, I realized that it wasn't a waste. Right. Tell uh, people how was the first one just going into that day. So you had this, you planned this location. Where's the location at? We just met up at Papacitos. Papacitos. Yes. Did they for have happy a hour. private room for you or? It was just happy hour. Okay. So mm -hmm. I'm trying to refer to a picture I saw on Instagram. It's like you're in some room with a mounted TV from the ceiling. And you're talking to a few people. Where was uh -huh. that? I, I read part of the caption or story. It said yes. one of your first ones. That was my first actual travel workshop. Oh, okay. So that travel workshop was at a restaurant around the corner from my house. We did have a private room. I had um, 11 women that came to that one. Oh, okay. So I considered that one a success. Yeah, that sounds like a success. Yeah. Um, expenses or your overhead for doing all this. How were, were you still working doing all this? I was still working. Okay. Um, the key that I always tell people who are starting off is go places that are free. Yeah, most definitely. So you don't have a whole bunch of overhead. You're not spending a lot of money and not knowing whether or not people will show up. Um, but yeah. Were you nervous like starting this? I, yes. I will say that I was. I, it went in and out. I was excited because it was something new. It was something that I wanted to do. It was something that I thought would be fun. Um, but there's always nerves that come along with starting something new. Like, okay, what if people don't show up? Um, what if I host this workshop and everyone's like, well, duh, I already knew all this stuff. Um, there's so many unknowns when you're venturing into something new. So what made you feel like this is going to work? I can do this. Was it the momentum that started coming once people started coming like how can you explain what made you feel like i'm going to do this and this is going to work i'm making i'm gonna make it work um yeah it was really the momentum after hosting that first travel workshop i think that's what really gave me my momentum i realized that there was so much knowledge that i had accumulated over the years that like people did not know about so right. They had so many questions about stuff that I thought was common sense because I traveled all right. the time, but it wasn't necessarily common sense. So, so outside of this, we talked about, uh, what was that you said? You said people project their fears onto other people. Yes. And you thought the stuff that you knew was common sense compared to what other people thought. Mm -hmm. Could you uh, go into that more? Absolutely. We all have these experiences and knowledge and skill sets that we think are common to everyone just because they're familiar to us. Mm -hmm. So that conversation you and I had was kind of about real estate. And a lot of times if we've been doing something for a while, if we're really, really great at something, we don't realize that people don't know this. Like people have no idea what really got me was frequent flyer miles. For me, I thought everyone knew what a frequent flyer mile was. Like, how can you fly and not know what a frequent flyer mile is? But that would be the main question that I get about at every workshop that I do. And right. so it was then that I realized just because I have become a master at what I do, so to speak, doesn't mean that everyone else is that um, knowledgeable about the subject. So for me, that was inspiring to me to know that, hey, 
Like, I can teach people this. I can help people with this. I can share what I love with people who want to learn about it. Right. So you bring up uh, frequent flyer miles. Mm -hmm. And to be honest about myself, I've I've always heard of frequent flyer miles. Uh I didn't know what they were. And I thought you had to travel so much, so many Mm -hmm. places to get these. But leading, going off of frequent flyer miles, I learned about reward points from credit cards yep. and things like that. And I think a buddy put me on, and I just went crazy with doing it. So <laughs> quick tip to some people, and maybe Chris could talk about this uh, a little more after I uh, give you guys a tip. So when I uh, look at credit cards that have crazy bonus points, you usually get uh, more bang for your points if you use it towards mileage and uh, mm-hmm. traveling. And with that... I would get credit cards, apply for them, get them, and I would spend the credit card money on things I know I had to pay, Mm -hmm. like my rent, because you have to pay your rent, because usually it's like you have to to get the bonus, uh, uh, break past the bonus barrier to where you get the bang for the points. You have to spend like 3000 or something the first three to five months or something like that. And so I know my rent's like a thousand bucks plus, so I would make sure I pay rent or pay things that I know I had to pay regardless and make sure I pay that car right off. As soon as I spend that, since I had to pay for rent anyway. And after that, I would just hold on to the card, but everything's paid off, so there's no additional fees and things like that. And uh, I would use those points for traveling. Uh, Could you tell people about points, uh, Carissa? Oh, yeah. That is a great way to get free flights, basically, free and or discounted flights. So I encourage people... If they're responsible enough, get those credit cards, get those, um, get those points that you can then use for free things. So my favorite airlines, and people talk about this all the time, is Spirit. So I signed up for a Spirit MasterCard Uh um, online, I mean on board, on the flight. And again, if you spend a certain amount in the first few months, you get enough points for i think it was four round trip tickets okay so points are wonderful credit card points um and it doesn't matter how often you're flying a lot of people think that you have to fly 12 times a year in order to need it but on certain airlines southwest for one spirit for one you can accumulate those points really really quickly especially if you are using your credit card but sometimes just taking a couple of trips and you'll have enough for a free one-way flight. Yeah, so it's definitely advantages people could use to take, well, it's definitely benefits people could use to take advantage of the system and work those points or credit cards or uh, frequent flyer miles in their favor. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I didn't know how to, I knew about frequent flyer miles, but I didn't know the purpose of or how to even obtain them and things like that. I just hear rich and successful people talk about it. <laughs> the same thing I tell people when <clears throat> before I started traveling. Like when I was young, grown up east side of Detroit, like uh, even in my teens and high school, I would always hear about people traveling. And I always thought it was like some rich, super Caucasian family talking about, oh, I remember the great times at the French Riviera. So I thought it was something <laughs> super expensive. But it's not that expensive for people to travel like a lot of people that haven't done it yet uh think it is could you talk about like uh what do you think is the most your most expensive parts for traveling or Um, most expenses for the trap for traveling well typically your flight is going to be the most expensive but the beauty of travel is you have so many different options you can choose to go places that are less expensive than others um you know we talked about mexico you don't have to go far there are so many websites 
um, that you can sign up for their flight deals. So number Real quick, one, while you're on there, you said there are so many websites you can sign up for flight deals. What does your website offer? Just a quick segue to talk about how what what would benefit would people come from coming to your blog of She Fly Solo? Um, if you're looking for inspiration, um, if you're looking for events to go to, if you're looking for trips to go on. So my blog is mainly focused on, um, like I said, the more inspirational and how I felt about the experience. Okay. But there are different websites, such as the Flight Deal, such as Secret Flying, Escape Houston, where you can find some amazing, amazing travel deals. Right. Um, so it does not have to be expensive. Do you ever put those on your site? Because I know uh, outside of this uh, podcast, I talked to you about... Uh your events that you host mm -hmm. and you said you compare like Google flights people don't know how to take advantage mm -hmm. of that and uh, what's the other one you use pretty frequently um, Google flights and Skyscanner Skyscanner mm -hmm. okay do you ever post those on your sites like, I, I don't just what about your uh, your social media I do so okay. some of that stuff I do share on my Facebook site Facebook. you know super okay. easy to go and share stuff on Facebook so I'll put um, different apps that you should sign up for. If I see like a crazy good flight deal, you know, they have those good deals going to Hawaii that were going on like all summer long. Um, so I'll post stuff like that on there. Just little places that I would want to go. Right. Okay. Yeah. So with, uh, with that, uh, so we talked about your Bali, your Friendsgiving. Uh, what's some other trips, group trips that you've planned so far? Was that the only main one that you've done so far? Um, that's the only one that has completed we're going to dubai for galentine's in february what's galentine's valentine's for, for the girls for, for us girls. singles okay so it's for <laughs> single know. women well yeah i mean if most people if you have a man you're going to be with your man on valentine's day right, i would right. think yeah um but yeah why, why dubai then um i went to dubai in april i loved it okay. and you know as i was talking about it i was as i was sharing it on my social media everyone was like hey i've always wanted to go to dubai so I'm like, all right, let's put it together. So mm. I put that together right before I went to Bali. Okay. And that one sold out as well. Sounds good. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's Bali. Uh, you got Bali coming up in November. Mm -hmm. uh, Dubai for February what's, what's for Galentine's. Galentine's. Yes. So right now you're only doing things targeted for women? Yeah. Everything that I do so far has been targeted for women. Um, I try to connect with women like myself. You know, yeah, once yeah, you start getting a little older, you're like, uh, okay, you know, maybe this marriage thing is not coming together like I want it to. So go out and live your life. That's what I always tell people. You don't have to wait on. I don't want to put you on the spot or anything, uh -huh. but you brought up this marriage thing is a turn out the way I want it. Were you married before? No, I was never married. Engaged? I, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the other women there people that are single that's done been there done that now they're just ready to enjoy life and live it on their terms they are i mean obviously we would love to have a person but you know if yeah, it's not it's working not out that you, way yeah, you, yeah just live You'll your life someone. enjoy yeah enjoy life on your own so that's kind of what and she might be all the about time right you never know What's next for, uh, I don't want to say what's next. So I, I know you have other products uh, that I was familiar with based on your website mm -hmm. and your Instagram. Uh, what, what, do, what else do you offer? 
Um, I have books. So I have books. a guide that helps women plan their solo travels. Um, I do. Can you talk us through this book real quick? Yes. So it is for women. It helps you set up the activities that you want to do, find the perfect destination to go to, and just walks you through the process of choosing your hotel, um, figuring out how you're going to get around while you're there, just the steps that you would go through of planning a trip by yourself and uh for your book with planning this your is this for your first solo trip yes plan? okay and what's the name of the book or what's the title it is thing? she flies solo she flies a solo. single woman's guide to planning her first solo trip and there's there uh, uh 90 pages for three months like what's the timeline that it should take or is it a timeline there's no timeline it really depends on you there have been people who picked it up and plan their trip like the next day. Okay. Then there's some people. It's all about getting ready. Yeah. And that's what the first chapter is about, is just really overcoming the fears and thinking about what's stopping me from doing this. Because really, there's no reason that you shouldn't. It's that mental block that you have up. Right. So with that, uh, you plan the trip. where well, you have the booklet to where they can plan their trip. Um, uh, God, I just had a brain fart. <laughs> <laughs> so you help them plan their trip. So you said the main, the first major part is overcoming the fear, thinking they can't do it alone. Yes. So just overcoming the fear of what's some of the biggest um, rebuttals or uh, words of fear you've heard from women to why they can't do it alone or why they don't, they're nervous about it. Um, they think they're gonna get abducted or, <laughs> or raped or just crazy. We'll send, uh, crazy what's the stuff. guy's name? Liam Nelson. Liam Nelson. We'll send him to save you with <laughs> taken. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean they have all these like outlandish ideas of what could happen, and you know I tell people realistically that could happen here. Thank you just, for saying that. So <laughs> just as much as going abroad and getting abducted could happen. I mean you could exactly. walk down the street. And... That's still part of what we said earlier about uh, projecting their fears. Exactly. And it's a it's a it's quote I always uh I like to tell people when they because people question me in my single travels all the time. It's a quote that says, uh, it's by, uh, God, I think Ralph Waldo Emerson says, P those that believe the world is a truly frightening place, turn it, the world turns out indeed to be a truly fright, flight, frightening oh, yeah. place for them. Because if you believe it, it's going to happen. That's how it is. And people, like, like I said, people would question me all the time when I go solo about uh do i meet women in other countries because i'm still a young guy i'm single of course i meet women they say you don't think like they just think the worst of women in other countries i'm uh -huh. like no women are clean women are women plus it's uh it's american women that travel too like i meet tons of people like i have a buddy and uh not a, i wouldn't say a buddy but we shared a bond and had a great conversation in uh singapore mm -hmm. and i still talk to him through social media i have a homeboy uh i can't think of his race right now uh, but he's uh, actually in a, I can't think of the place. It's a place in Colombia, and I still talk to a few girls from Colombia that I know. Mm -hmm. So it's people are people regardless. People are people, and just yeah. because you go by yourself doesn't mean you have to stay by yourself. So exactly. I think that's the myth that a lot of people think that they'll be bored or lonely. I'm like, okay, you don't just go and, and sit in your room. Right. <laughs> you go and get out and mix and mingle. Yeah, I think that's uh, definitely something that someone should experience sometime in their life to take a, a, a she flies solo trip for girls or he flies solo trip for guys. Yeah. Just because it does, <laughs> it is a great experience. You get enlightened. Uh, you figure yourself out. You find things out about yourself that you didn't know. 
uh, you just have to, you know, lay back and enjoy the ride. Absolutely. Uh, so with that, uh, God, what else was I going to ask you? Uh, brain fart again. <laughs> it was just something we were just saying that I was going to ask you about. Oh, your book. We were still talking about your book. Mm-hmm. So the planning guy, and you said the girls' most uh, fears or, you know, rebuttals about why they're scared to travel. Safety. Mm-hmm. Safety. And is that the main one? Just they think the they're going to The safety is the main one. And then, you know, we live in a society that if it's not on the gram, it didn't happen. So they worry about, like, who's going to take pictures for me? Like, I'm at these beautiful spots, and uh-huh. who is going to take my pictures? I get that one a lot. I uh-huh. get a lot of people that will ask me, like, I thought you're by yourself. Who's taking your pictures for you? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's another thing that people worry about. So I'm curious about that. What do girls do? Who does take those girls' pictures? Because, like I said, I talked to my, one of my homeboys a lot about these things. And we're always like, hmm, who took the picture, though? <laughs> like, it has to be a guy there that they're not showing. Or what's going on? Who no, takes the picture? No, not necessarily. I mean, sometimes a tripod. Like, I have this one picture of when I went to Puerto Rico that people, like, loved. And they're like, who took this picture for you? It's me in this hammock um, on the beach. And I'm like, I took it. I'm like, I put up my little tripod on the tree uh-huh. and set it on the timer and took it. But most times when you're traveling, you're not alone. So when you're going right. to these sites, um, there's people around. You can just ask right. people to take a Especially picture. Especially, like, the excursion adventure tours. Yeah. The staff is always very accommodating exactly. to, to take pictures for you. Exactly. So there's always somebody around to take a picture. Um, yeah. Cool. That's what it is. So, yeah, I'm a big photo-type guy, like, whenever I travel, at least. Mm-hmm. I, I love photos. Yeah, creativity. photos are You really want to leave an impact or leave something behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do do the... I do the tripod thing too. I actually have a picture in a Bali when I was like naked and I put something over a center thing or something over my thing so no one could see. Not my thing, my butt. I'm sorry, people. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, I, uh huh. But I saw that one. People <laughs> asked me who took the picture, who was there with you, but I'm like, no, you can't see it. It's a, it's, it's a remote Bluetooth remote to mm-hmm. my phone that actually I clicked it with. So yeah, the tripods are really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, waterproof phones are really a big thing now. Uh, I like drones. I take my drones sometimes, so mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. But yeah, it's definitely ways, and people are very accommodating because, especially other people that's on the excursion with you, because they're gonna ret- ask you to return the exactly. favor and take their picture for them too. Yeah. Especially even if they're a couple, people want they could take each other's photos, but they want someone to capture them together as well. So that's the photos that. Now back to the book. Uh, so you help them plan their trips out, mm-hmm. and uh. After they plan, do they call you for any follow-up or do they reach out to you for advice via email, Um, website? It depends. It depends. I mean, people are constantly messaging me about something on social media. Um, Sometimes about where they they should go, um, how far in advance they should book. Just little follow-up questions from the guide. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's good. So you do still offer like a service uh, consultations or uh, recommendations after they or while they're doing the guide? Yeah, yeah. I'm always open to just general type of stuff. If it's something more in depth, then it might be a fee. But they have to come to the event, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, right? So you, you know, time is money. What's the um, What's the other book now? And the other book is Power Words. So it's called She Is Daily Power Words for the Modern Day Lady Boss. Um, for me in business, say that again. I'm sorry that you went by kind of fast and it sounded <laughs> super dope. Power words. It's daily power words for the modern day lady boss. Okay. And so for me, um, 
as an entrepreneur trying to grow your business, a lot of times it's you encouraging yourself. Of right. course, we want people around us to encourage us, but there are days when we just got to, you know what, okay, you got this, keep going. And so it is 30 power words. Um, and each of the words comes with an activity that you do hmm. to kind of get your creative juices flowing, to get you unstuck, to make sure that, you know, you're not stagnant in your business and mm -hmm. you remember why you started and just tapping into your creativity and power as a woman, whether that's a businesswoman, an entrepreneur, a mom, whatever the case may be. That can be really, really helpful, especially for people in today's society, because I know tons of women Men too, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be sexist or one-sided, <laughs> but I know tons of women and men to where their company is just friends they grew up with and they feel obligated to, mm -hmm. but their friends are so, so downers, like, uh, that can't be possible, you can't do it, like, they're constantly feeding their fears onto you just because they don't think something is possible. So I, I think that book would definitely be helpful. How do people get that book? Um, it's on my website. So okay. go to shefliesolo.com. All the books are on there. All the trips are on there. All the events are on there. And it's you can download the digital copy. Oh, you can so download. You can, so is yeah. it free or? Uh, no, there's a, a fee for it. Oh, so once you but pay, you, can, you yeah. get like a downloadable yeah. link sent to you? Mm -hmm. Okay. How many pages is that one? Um, that one is 64 pages. So it's 30 words. Uh -huh. And then... At the beginning, you know, I challenge you to think about the qualities that an empower a powerful woman embodies. Wow. So just to get yourself thinking. And a lot of times as you're listing it, you can see in yourself those qualities that you possess that you might not even think about. Are both books or is just the one book, are they both digital or are they, They're do you both, have hard copies I as have well? hard copies of both of them. Um, a lot of people just get the digital guy because they love it but hard copies are available as well. Okay, I, I say that because I know people that still like to write, put the pen to yeah. pen, document things. It could be much easier for them. Uh-huh, definitely. And some people just print them out on their printer. Oh, yeah, you can, mm -hmm. yeah, of, of course. Do you, when you, With your book, is it like a hard, do you have a hard copy one and a, a soft cover one? I do. So with the travel guide, it is like an actual book. With the, um, the she is... Power Words book, it's a booklet, so it's a little bit larger, so it's a full size okay. um, how, type of thing so that you can write. How much is these books uh, going for on your website? Um, super affordable, $9.99, $12.99. Uh, it's pretty cheap. Yeah. yeah. That's a good steal. Mm -hmm. Like, I usually see them. I mean, I'm not trying to put your, you know, uh -huh. stuff out there with uh, competitors or things, but I know those... Uh, uh, I think those are just like planners, though. They, they're they probably not as impactful as yours mm -hmm. because they're just planners with like flat lines. And I think I can't think what it's exactly. And I just mm -hmm. see my line. Those usually go for like 30 to 40 bucks. Hey, so I'm up the charge. Thank you, 12. Mr. Wright. Go for it. You could definitely <laughs> get it. So you do that. You have your uh, She Fly Solo blog. Mm -hmm. You have uh, has your have your uh, nonprofit. Say the nonprofit again. It's called Wise Girls. Wise Girls. And you said the website is? Wise, W-H-Y-S, girls.org. And you have your two books, and you have multiple trips coming up. So you got the Friendsgiving in November, mm -hmm. Bali uh, in... Um, Friendsgiving is Bali. in Bali. Oh, um, Bali's for And the then Dubai in February for Valentine. Valentine. Girls Valentine. Yeah. And what do you have planned after that? Any other trips already lined up? Um, I'm working on finalizing our calendar. There are a lot of women who are wanting stuff more domestic. Maybe you can't take off a whole week. Oh. Um, so working on that. I should have that out pretty soon here. I'm so particular about stuff. Yeah, you got I mean, yeah. you got to be. Uh, with that, uh, how long is your trips average? How many um, days? Seven days. 
Um, eight with travel time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Seven days, eight with travel time. Yeah, seven and to eight days. Mm-hmm. How do you plan these trips? Is it based on, uh, do you have like a voting scale for the ones after the ones you have? Like if so many people want to do one place or how do you pick yeah. destinations? Going forward, that is what I will be doing. So I sent out survey to my email list. I'll put a poll on Facebook, leveraging mm-hmm. social media as entrepreneurs should be doing. Um, and just putting it out there like, Hey, who's interested in doing this? And how do you promote these trips? Is it all just from your private events that you have, or do you uh, do any promotion like, uh, ads or anything like that? I do promotion at my events, promotion to my email list. I'll run social media ads on Facebook, on Instagram. Mm. Um, yeah. Word of mouth. I offer affiliates for people who refer. So if you ever want to refer someone refer them and you'll get a percentage of that and with that uh so your trips right now have a consistency of about seven people Mm -hmm. in the future what do you hope it to get to um and speaking of that i also have another bali trip coming up in may and that'll be specifically for nurses though so that one's going to be a little bit bigger so that one i can't decide if we're going to do 15 or 20 on that one um, but yeah, that one's going to be a little bit bigger and a little bit different than the typical She Flies Solo trip just because it's for Nurses Week. Is this a collaborative event with uh, what made you do Target Nurses? A lot of the ladies that come on my trips are traveling nurses. Mm. And so I realize, you know, nurses have time. Nurses right. can pick up money pretty easily. Mm. Um, and nurses take care of everybody else all the time. So right. just to so be able some... to take care of them and... So what made you just do something targeted for nurses? Is it just because that's most of your following and they couldn't do the Bali and Thanksgiving? Um, yes. And you realize as you're growing your business and your brand, the further you can narrow down your target, the easier it is for marketing purposes. You're not yeah, spending you so much money. Group. Yeah. You're not spending so much money trying to you know, market to all women um, or all women of a certain age, you know, maybe millennial women or whatever. So it's just easier just to narrow that down. And now, do you do this all by yourself or do you want to build a team around yourself soon? Or I have a teammate unpaid, my, my wonderful friend, Shalia. She helps me out so much behind the scenes. Um, so right now it's mainly me okay. until, you know, I get rich and can hire a couple of people. Uh, to work with Quick me. question. So, are you working still now? No, this she flies solo do. is my only thing. Okay, mm-hmm. what made you actually go for it and quit your job and just go full steam ahead for this? Um, I was at the point in my job that honestly I was slacking on my job uh-huh. and because you weren't happy, probably. Yeah, I, I didn't like it. Um, I loved my kids, but it was just so much paperwork, right? And so, for me, um, I got written up, uh-huh. and so they told me I had to come in the office. So it was a work-from-home job, and after they wrote me up, they're like, okay, well, since you're not getting your work done, you're going to have to come into the office. I'm like, here's my two weeks' notice. I'm out. Right. And I left. And your ba- was your back against the wall for a minute? Like, what are you going to do? Or you just knew you were going to pursue the She Flies Solo? Yeah, I knew. I was already making money with She Flies Solo. Did I have a full, drawn-out plan? No. Um, but... I believed in my vision for my business. That sounds so. great. So there's a mantra in uh, Facebook uh, hallways that says, move fast and break shit. Mm-hmm. And the idea behind that is 
as long as you have some momentum going into whatever you're doing, just go as fast as you can to keep that momentum going and don't worry about what you break or things that's not working at the moment. You focus on all the positives. Oh, yeah. And so that sounds like something that could relate to a lot of people. So I like sharing that with people. I love that. Because anything that's broken, like say, for instance, you're doing the She Fly Solo and you're planning trips, you're getting people signed up, but your website has a problem in it that's broken. Oh, well, you can go back later and fix that when you yes. have time. Right now, you focused on all the positive things and mm -hmm. moving forward in the right direction with the momentum. So you just stand with the flow of momentum, which ultimately will be a success for everything else. So now, just speaking about the future, you said you have one girl helping you, one of your close friends. Mm -hmm. And she's been helping you. Uh, what's the next plan? Uh, how many trips do you think to where it can be uh, a stable lifestyle or... To where you can just do this and just know everything's, it's more business or more of a business with sustainability. Um, for me, I want to do a quarterly trip. Okay, so with, four a year. Yeah. Okay. So four per year and focus on like speaking engagements. So oh, that's great. It's another little form of income that. And you People already do some uh, speaking engagements. I do. As well. I do. I do different speaking engagements. I have one coming up in Vegas for August. That's great. So you, do you do your own PR too? Um, my PR actually was my blog. So I mentioned before that I was doing media for different conferences. I went to the Divas and Business Expo in Las Vegas last year as a blogger. Um, I invited the host out to my travel workshop that I hosted while uh -huh. I was there. And after she heard me at the workshop, she was like, okay, I want you to come back and speak at the so side note, Conference. I'm going to use the heck out of you as much as you allow a friend <laughs> to use you because you do so much cool things. And I'm sure a lot of women are great or gracious to know you because I love your mindset and you're just going, 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 going. It sounds like you have all these ideas and things figured out. I'm sure she's fly solo is going to be a great success. And uh, so if you can, we are going to wrap up in a couple of minutes. Okay. Uh, just what you project out into the future or any future plans or like how, what do you think your business is going to be like in the next two years or so? Um, in the next two years, I just see us expanding globally, just being, just having that global footprint where, you know, people are in Dubai and they're like, Oh yeah, she flies solo. I've heard of that. That's, that's what I want. I want to reach as many women as I can with the message that, you know, you can live life, on your own terms, however you want, and Speaking still be happy. Speaking about that, can I throw a plug in there real quick? Yes. Uh, so that's what the community I'm building is trying to do, Professional Lifer, mm -hmm. uh, professionallifer.com, which is actually what this how this podcast started. It's uh, when I sit down with guests, you know, living life on their own terms and doing things their way, and they don't have to report to the office nine to five. Uh, it's basically just, you know, doing things your way and getting it done with a healthy lifestyle for yourself where it's not super stressful, you don't have to worry about going to work, you make enough to where you're fine, healthy, you can do things on your own terms, so that's pretty good. I, I liked how you uh, threw that in there. Yeah. But it's definitely a lot of people that think it's not possible. So, go back to your future plans. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely possible. So, you have to surround yourself with people who are doing it. As you mentioned, you can get caught up with people who are telling you you can't do it. It's all about getting around the people who tell you you can. And if there's nobody around you telling you that you can, you have to be the one that tells yourself that. Solo. Solo. <laughs> she flies solo. So the, who who uh, who 
do you have in your circle like that let you know you could do this or is it just you right now um no i have my best friend who is absolutely amazing shalia there are days when i'm like oh my gosh what have i done i need to go back to work she's like no no girl send out those emails what does she follow do? up with those people um she does hr oh, okay that's that works out good for you does she handle like a hotel or your planning rooms and things she like she handles helping me map out how things are going to work she goes on the trips with me um doing logistics types of stuff following mm. up just amazing amazing stuff that you it's hard to find people who will do that for you just because they consider you a friend you know right. most people are like nah you gonna pay me <laughs> right yeah everybody so, wants to get paid these yeah days instead of just doing some sweat equity i know and i'm like girl when i get rich i got yeah you. of course when it's there <laughs> i mean i wouldn't be asking you for help if i could pay somebody right, exactly so, that's great so uh quick shout out any of your other your products your website your nonprofit, anything people can look forward to just any last words or in your instagram twitter facebook whatever um, that may yeah be. last words are check out the site sheflysolo.com she f-l-i-e-s solo.com Connect with me on Instagram. Connect with me on Facebook. Um, and come travel with us. Sounds great. All right. So this was uh, the Professional Lifer podcast. And the, it's uh, Conversations with a Lifer by She Fly Solo. Thank you. Have a good one.